everybody. Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we are underway with some weekend series, new matchups around the league. And I'm going to jump right into it. I'm going to start in Boston, where the Red Sox are hosting the Cardinals. Michael Waka was pitching for... Boston, and he had tunnel vision. It was a fun Friday night at Fenway Park. He was blocking out the motions of facing the Cardinals for the first time in his career. You know, he used to pitch for the St. Louis Cardinals as the team that he came up with. You know, he pitched with St. Louis when he was with them against Boston in the World Series back in 2013. You know, that was when Waka was a lot younger. Now he's looking back in his career, and now he's pitching against them. So it's kind of surreal. He's 30 years old now. He's having a really good season. So... He continues to be one of the best developments of the season for the Red Sox on Friday night against his former team, Michael Waka, through five and a third strong innings of one run ball with five strikeouts. And this season has been a huge, you know, it's been an impressive resurgence for him after three down years. So, you know, it's great to see him thriving again. And you know, it was Waka versus Wainwright. I don't think many people thought they would see that matchup ever because you know, these two guys played on the same team and also that Wainwright would still be pitching in 2022 is not something many people expected. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, 2013 World Series, this is this is what it came down to. These guys used to be teammates. Wainwright pitched game one of the World Series against Boston. Waka was a rookie and, you know, he pitched game two. But, uh, yeah, so Boston won this game on Friday night by a final score of 6-5. You know, it got close. It was it was kind of blown blown up towards the end there. And then all of a sudden, the Cardinals scored four runs in the ninth to scare Boston because it was 6-1. And then four runs in the ninth made it really close. And the Red Sox were on the verge of blowing the game. But nonetheless, they hung on to get a victory. Xander Bogarts was three for four on the day. Rafael Devers, two for three. A bunch of other guys had hits. On the St. Louis side, Arenado homered. He was two for three. Goldschmidt, one for five. He, his, I'm just reading him because his numbers are monster. You know, I was talking about how he's probably going to be the starter for the National League in the All-Star game. I mean, it's either going to be him or Pete Alonso, but I think Goldschmidt is definitely the front runner at this point. Speaking of Pete Alonso, let's head to New York, where the Mets beat the Marlins by a score of 10-4. Pete Alonso homered. He hit his 19th homer. He and Lindor both homered in this game. And, um, yeah, 10-4 is obviously a one-sided score. It was a big inning in the sixth. That's where they put up that big, crooked number. They scored seven runs in the sixth. You know, the big inning, this is something... That you hear a lot, you know, when I was playing Little League Baseball, once upon a time, my coach would always say, you need to avoid the big inning. The big inning is, you know, you don't want to give up a huge inning to the opposing team. He, he gave us a statistic. I forgot what he said. It was like maybe two-thirds of games or something like that. In the majority of games, the winning team scores more runs in one inning and the opposing team scores in the entire game. That's what we saw 
with the Mets and Marlins on Friday night. The Mets scored seven in the sixth inning, and the Marlins only scored four in the entire night. This happens in most games. There's most games there is one big inning where the winning team just pops off, and and that's what decides the game. So I remember my little league coach always telling us this. He'd be like, you know, you want to avoid giving up the big inning, and then you'll keep yourself in the game, and you could win. But um, apparently the Marlins didn't get the memo. I'm just kidding. But um. Yeah, the, the Mets touch up on Pablo Lopez. He went five and a third innings with six earned runs. And, um, you know, that was all she wrote. The Mets are, you know, they're one of the best teams in baseball for good reason. If we head to Baltimore next, we got to see some 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 great stuff from Adley Rutschman. I'm just going gonna to say Adley Rutschman, you know, He's been up in the bigs for about a month now. The number one prospect in baseball, at least at the time. I'm not sure if he still has prospect eligibility. But the Orioles beat the Rays 1-0 at Camden Yards. You know, that's a big win. Tampa Bay is a good team. Adley Rutschman laced the first game-winning hit of his career on Friday. This is 1-0. Obviously, you're going to get good pitching. But, you know, at a moment, you're looking at a moment where could it be a turnaround performance for Adley Rushman? Because he's had RBIs in three consecutive games now, after having none in his first 20. It was a continuation of an eight-game on base streak. And, you know, you're seeing an enhanced string of production for Adley Rushman. And two for three on Friday, he's gone 10 for 29 across his past eight games, six extra base hits, OPS north of 1,000 in that span. In that same span, he's raised his batting average from 153 to 212. And also add in the fact that he threw a base runner out in the sixth inning. So a great game for Adley Rutschman. He's trending in the right direction. Now, I always say that we have to give rookies time, not even the first year. The first year, you kind of just give them a pass, and you see them come into their own the following year. Take a very good example of that is his teammate, Ryan Mountcastle. Ryan Mountcastle has really turned things on this year. He's got a 794 OPS for the Orioles this year and he's looking really good so Adley Rutschman was that dude and the Orioles beat the Rays by score one nothing this game was really dominated by pitching Shane Boz was on the Tampa Bay side he looked really good on his own six shutout innings with seven strikeouts but on the Orioles side six shutout innings with five strikeouts for Dean Kramer and obviously the bullpen held it together as they got this shutout victory over the Tampa Bay Rays so Keep an eye out for Adley Rutschman. He seems to have turned a corner. He'll still have some 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 growing pains here and there, but I always talk about people's pedigree. Pay attention to it. He was the number one overall pick for a reason. He was the number one prospect in baseball for a reason. So we're going to see him blossom. We just have to give him some time. So that is going to do for today. We'll keep it at that. Enjoy the weekend, folks. If you enjoyed this, Please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.